Aren't you glad that the name of the Lord is a strong tower? And by the name of the Lord, that's the name that we're saved by. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to help us be on the same page with you. Help us follow you wholly and fully. We ask that you would just lead us and guide us and open up our hearts to the very rhema word, the word for the moment that will encourage, that will empower, that will help bring your perfected will in and through our lives to a hurting people, a lost people, a people that need to be touched by your presence, by your spirit. Lord, let it be. Oh, we thank you for it. We thank you for your wonderful presence. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for deliverance and victory. Help each one of our hearts be stayed upon you. And anything that would hinder, anything that would try to limit, anything that would try to cause us to waver away from the very truths that you would impart to us tonight, we bind it and command it to be put under the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let it be, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory. All right, let's, let's go to the book of Galatians. The writings of Paul. Uh, I want to, to, to set a foundation of where I, I feel like the Spirit of God would take us tonight. You know, uh, like they, uh, Brother Corey was leading us in worship, we've got to learn how to name things according to the Word of God. And... You and I, we have that power. We have that authority to be able to do that. Amen? Um, and uh, we'll see how that ties in. Galatians chapter 3. Uh, let's start in verse number 7. We read out of these, but I want to, I want to read them again. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, starting at verse 7. It says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Verse number 9. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now drop down to verse 26. Verse 26. Galatians three twenty-six. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Say, he's talking about me. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for this message you've given us today, Lord. This word comes straight out of heaven into our lives, Lord. Yes. Thank you for that light you've given us, Lord, to uh, lead us in all the darkness and all the truth, Lord. Lord, may we instill this word in our heart, Lord. May it bring joy into our lives, Lord. And each and everybody we come across, Lord, may this word real unto each other, Lord. Yes. And I give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. All right, so uh, these are uh, 
the writings by the unction of the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul to the church, churches at Galatia. And, and he's wanting to uh, get them back to a position of operating uh, by the grace of God through the faith that has been deposited in their life. But he's also wanting to show them uh, what they can do because of God's grace, what they can do because of faith. And so uh, you and I tonight, every one of us, we have people that we love and they don't have a relationship with God. They don't know Jesus Christ. You and I are in a place tonight where we know and we understand uh, that if something was to happen, if their heart was to stop beating, that they would fall into judgment. And you and I, we need to be in the place and the position to recognize because the Bible says that we are heirs according to the promise, that we are children of faith, that we're sons and daughters of God, but we're sons and daughters of Abraham. And Abraham uh, is listed as a friend of God. Now, a friend is somebody that has influence in your life. A friend is somebody that you can count on. A friend is somebody that that you will do something for just as quick as you get an opportunity when you know a need is there, right? right. All right, so if, if, if I am, and I am, and if you are, and you are, sons of God, and we're, but we're sons of Abraham, we need to look at Abraham's example of how he had a relationship with God to change situations and circumstances where we can do the very same thing. Because the anointing that God is wanting to pour out in this group of believers in His church, uh, uh, you know, as many as will receive it, is an anointing to be able to go and to see the captives made free. That's His heart's desire. That's what He wants to do. And and so you and I have got to understand our ability to pray. Uh, We've got all, you know, different... sets and types of, uh, of prayer to learn from, but we need to look at how Abraham was able to intercede and, 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 and see situations change because I, I'm afraid that there may be some people that you and I have gave up on. I didn't say the Lord gave up on them, but we might have gave up on it. So I want, I, I want us just to... What's been happening, the Lord has been... Uh, just waking Don and I up, and we've just been spending time uh, with him. And, and as we spend time with him, we just, just trust his spirit and just pray these things out in the spirit. And you start seeing some things, and you start understanding some things that are available to you that you didn't know were there. And, and he, he is wanting to make these wonderful things available to us uh, that has been there all along. And so I want you to take these, this phrase home with you. Uh, you, have, you have all authority. That's why we were worshiping that and that guidance and direction. You have all authority in prayer. You have authority. And when you and I are in that place and position of prayer, there is more at the door for us. Jesus is that door that He wants us to pray through to bring God's will to earth. Now, let's go look at some things that you know about, but don't just because you know about it, don't let what the Spirit of God would say to you tonight, because uh, you and I, we can get familiar, so familiar with the Word of God that we miss what God would say to us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So let's go to Abraham. Let's go to Genesis chapter 13. 
We know that in Genesis chapter 12, God calls uh, Abram out, trying to make an Abraham out of him. And, and he gives him a command. But it tells us that as he left, he took Lot with him. Remember in Genesis chapter 12, he, Lot went with, with Abram. And so for three years, as Lot is with Abram, Abram is so blessed by God that everything he touches increases. Well, wouldn't that be neat if that had something to do with me? Wait a minute. What did we just read? You're meant to increase in every area of your life. But God can only limitly He's limited in how He blesses us according to our obedience. See, my obedience, if it's limited, then God's blessings are limited. Okay? So, uh, Abram was called out. He was supposed to leave everything at his father's house. And you can cover that in Genesis chapter 12. Uh, He didn't do that. He brought Lot with him. And so here we are three years later. And let's see what's happening Uh, Let me just bear with me tonight because I want to lay a foundation that you can take home with you uh, and and really uh, build on. Um, It's just us here tonight. We're not in no hurry, right? Uh, Because if if, if you'll apply this, uh, you're going to pull some things from heaven into your realm of life right now. Amen? I need some things tonight. Amen? I need to be in the place where I have faith to believe for it. So, uh, Genesis chapter 13, look at verse number 1. Genesis 13, 1. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had. Notice the Bible lets us know. And Lot uh, with him into the south. Verse 2. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Now, uh, just as a side note, I want you to make a note of that. Abram was rich in cattle. He was rich in the natural things. But he's also rich in what? Silver and gold. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that when we build on the foundation of Jesus Christ, wood, hay, and stubble burns away. But the precious metals, they're there forever. And realize that there's a lot of people that is going to be saved, but they're going to be saved just barely. They're going to go to heaven all right. But they're going to miss out on all of God's best. We want to make sure that doesn't happen, right? We want them to be saved with all that God has for them to receive in this earth and to do for His glory, right? Amen. So, uh, notice what the Word says. And he went on his journeys from south even to Bethel, uh, Bethel house of God, under the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and uh, Hai, a heap of ruin, ruin, and unto the place of the altar, verse number 4, which he had made there at the first, and Abram called on the name of the Lord. So he has this relationship with God, and this relationship with God is that he makes sure that when he makes right decision, right choices, that he has an altar. And that's the same way with you and I tonight. We've got to realize that uh, when we're at the altar of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to make right decisions. We're going to go in the place of increase, and we're going to have a heart uh, for God's will uh, to be done in people's lives. We're going to have a heart for people to come out uh, of, of deception out of destruction and come into the blessing. Amen? All right, now notice this. 
Verse number five. And Lot also, which went with Abram, went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now all of those things will what? If you put them, they will perish. You put them on the fire, they will burn away. Now he, he's a wealthy person, but he's wealthy in the things of this earth. How many people do you know tonight, seemingly they have everything that they need of in the natural, but they don't, they're going along with uh, people. They, they're, they're, they're not a friend of God, but they're a friend, as we said this morning, of a friend of God. And so it's your job, it's my job, it's our responsibility to be able to introduce people uh, to the God that we serve. The God that we know that loves us. Amen. And so here Lot is. He, because of his association with Abram, the blessings are coming on his life. And he'll never be more blessed than he is right at this moment in this world, in this life. Now notice, um, all of a sudden, we won't take time to read it. You can read it in your home study time. But because uh, of the blessing of the Lord, there's strife. See, that's what the devil loves. He loves to bless God loves to bless His children and the devil loves to take those blessings and make other people jealous. How many times have you seen somebody get blessed and and somebody else get upset about it? It happens all the time. It's a sad situation. But, so there's a division here. And all of a sudden, uh, Abram being uh, the voice of the Lord in the sense that he has the heart for God's will and God's plan, he, he he tells Lot, he said, hey, look at, drop down to verse number 10. He tells him, he said, I want you just to look around and make up your own decision. Uh, Genesis 13, 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like unto the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves uh, the one from the other. So uh, I want you to notice, uh, we know where Lot ends up. He ends up in Zoar when it's all said and done. And Zoar means what? means little. So he has great substance right now at this point. But after his stuff goes through the fire, so to speak, he ends up with only the clothes on his back and two daughters that have been perverted by uh, a world system that were not influenced by a living God. Okay, so we see how important it is to make godly decisions to follow the Lord. But at the same time, you and I, we've got family, we've got friends, we've got, we know people that have made bad decisions because we know we've made bad decisions. But tonight, you, there's more at the door. You have the power and the ability to be used by the Lord to change the destiny of people. See, the devil's plan is he wants Lot in hell. The devil's plan tonight, he wants you and I, and he wants everybody that he can in the place of judgment. But you and I, we've got the message of the Messiah. We've got the message of the moment. And that message is that God has a grace that will deliver. God has a word, a word that will make people free. Amen? All right. So look what happens. Verse number 12. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. In other words, he put all of his energy, all of his strength, all of his influence uh, toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord just a little bit. 
exceedingly. Can you imagine? But see, if we get our focus off of what God would have us to do, all of a sudden we try to gain what we think we need from this world. We try to make ourselves satisfied. We try to make ourselves rich in the things of this world. And the things of this world are going to be turned to naught. They're going to be made zoar. They're going to be made little. But you and I, we serve God the Father through the door of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have all authority in prayer. We have more at the door where we can see some things change. Now notice what happens quickly. Verse 14, And the Lord said unto Abram, After, after, mark this down in your Bible. This is just a side note. After that Lot was separated from him, he said, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. I want you to know because you're a, a child of faith. You're a son of God, but you're a son and a daughter of Abraham that you have things available to you tonight. Did did this land just magically appear when Lot separated? It was there all the time. Everything was there for Abram all the time, but he had to come into a more perfect place of obedience. See, when you hear the Word, when I hear the Word, uh, you and I, we can only receive so much of it uh, either due to distraction, due to the devil, or, or, or due to ourselves. But here God brings the word to Abram again uh, at this place of obedience. And when he does, all of a sudden, uh, Abram responds positively to that word. And he realizes, I've got more. More than I even dreamed of. Tonight, you've got more. You've got more in your prayer life. You've got more in the power that God has placed in you and I that the, the, in the church than we've ever dreamed of. We have provision tonight. It's ours, amen? But we've got to come to the place where we obey what we know and then we're going to go in more. We're going to walk with the Lord. And so he walked this out. We don't have time to look at it, but I just want you to see he walked it out and everywhere the, the sole of his foot went, it was His. I want to go some places with Jesus, don't you? Because if we'll go with Jesus, He's going to take authority in us and through us, and it, we're going to take it for the kingdom. Alright. So, now, let, let, let's just move ahead five years. So go to the chapter 14. Here we are five years later, uh, and all of a sudden, Lot, living in Sodom, pitching his tent towards Sodom, he's in trouble. You know, how many knows that? See, five is the number of grace. So God gave him grace. But in those five years, uh, instead of looking and seeing the, the, the place that he was in, where God said that they were wicked sinners, but they, they were grievously tormenting the Spirit of God, the Bible says. And all of these things, instead of seeing it for what it was, even Peter said that, that Lot was righteous, but he said righteous Lot was vexed every day by what he saw but he didn't pull out of it so he's still there so I I, I want you to see that and so here he is so the period of grace is over and all of a sudden the kings go to war and as the kings go to war they they come um, let me just read it to you in just a minute verse number 4 Genesis 14 4 it says 12 years after they serve uh, Chelamander in the thirteenth year they rebelled. Now notice this. And in the fourteenth year, uh, here he came. And, and he come to 
to, uh, to take the bounty, to take the spoil, to overtake them. So uh, they had been in a place of servitude. The number 12 means servitude, means governmental perfection. And then they rebelled against him. And then when they rebelled against him, then the 14th year he come to save what he thought was his, the evil kings. Okay, so they took them and they took Lot and they took everything... And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to steal everything from people. And he starts so slowly by stealing the goodness of God, the knowledge of God, how God wants to give them a, a, a Savior and, and He wants to bless them. He wants to fellowship with them. He wants to be with them. That's what the devil's trying to steal from the earth. But you and I as the church, we're to minister this truth. Amen? So here Abram is. It's been five years. And in his mind... Uh, is it's still on the lost. His mind is still on Lot because Lot is, is just being swallowed up in this, in this place. And so you and I tonight, we can't give up on people. Right. They, I mean, we, we've, we said, well, I've prayed for them and nothing's happened. Let's hold on to that prayer. Let's praise God. We don't have to pray the prayer again, but we can praise God for the prayer that He gave us. Amen. We can stand on what we know that we've prayed, and we can rejoice in the Lord. Now, look what it says in verse number uh, 11. Genesis 14, 11. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals, and they went their way. And here's what the Bible tells us, verse 12. And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. And, and, and that's what the devil wants to do. See, what he does, he slowly works on people, and he gets them in a place where they're comfortable. In other words, uh, you, you and I, we've all been there. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've sinned, and nothing happened, and I thought, oh. Well, that wasn't too bad, so maybe it's going to be okay. And then you take the next step in the sin, and hey, that was even a little bit better. You know, and you, you get relaxed, you get comfortable in that, and then before you know it, all of a sudden, that the, 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 the fun that you thought you was having turns into a prison. And, and, and you're in a place that, that the devil is laughing. He's rejoicing because he has you. I can speak from that. I know that. That's true. That's real. You know that. That's true. That's real. So, but here Lot was for these five years. He, oh, I could handle this. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, he gets swallowed up by the enemy. All right. Tonight, God wants to put a, a spirit of compassion in His church that we'll start being moved, that we'll see the, the power, the position that we have in prayer, that we'll see our authority. We'll see, Jesus said, I have all authority. He said, I want you to go. Go in my authority. And so we, we've got to go to these places in prayer, amen, and, and see what happens. Now look at the next verse. Uh, verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram the Hebrew. Now, now every time you see the word Hebrew uh, in the Bible, you could, if you simply want to understand it better, it means he that is on the other side of the river. Because that's what Hebrew means. It means to be called from the other side of the river. And, and so uh, you and I got to realize that we're on the other side of some things. Because of the grace of God. We're not on uh, the, the, the bad side. We're on the, the good side. We're not on the defeated side. We're on the victorious side. Amen. We're on the side of the Lord. And He's on our side because we're on His side. And we need to stand strong in knowing what we can do. Now notice this. Um, drop down to uh, 
Verse 14. And when Abram heard that his brother, his nephew, uh, was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and he pursued them unto Dan. Now, we spoke just a little bit by inspiration about when you see the number 318, that uh, when it's rolled out, it's rolled out like a, a, a T. It's rolled out like a cross. So when you see 318, it's talking about the cross of Jesus. Amen? And, and, and so I, I want you to see that he's in his house, he has trained up his household to the cross. Come on, he's, say he's talking about me. Come on, we, we, we're training up our family, our friends. Our house stands for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. The preaching of the cross is foolish unto man, but what is it to us to believe? Come on, it's salvation. That's what Paul said to the church at Corinth. It's power, it's victory. And so uh, he had trained up uh, his household uh, in and through and by the power of the cross. Now notice what happens. He pursued uh, the enemy all the way to Dan. Now, Dan is the tribe that got took out of the lineage because of what? Idolatry. So he, he, he followed them all the way to the center of idolatry. You and I have got to recognize and realize tonight that that's what's keeping most people out of a relationship with God is idolatry. Come on, whatever it is, idolatry uh, it can be take on many forms, many shapes, many colors. Uh, but, but that's the one thing that is working in people's lives. See, an idol is anything that is sitting where Jesus should. That has more say than Jesus, amen? In your life, in my life. And so we've got to recognize it can take many shapes and forms. But, but the cross will go into the middle of idolatry. It'll go in the middle of Dan and it'll bring it down, amen? Isn't that something? All right, now notice what happens. Verse 15. And he divided himself against them. This is what, uh, what a trained person of God will do. This is what you, what the church will do. He divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night. And they smote them and they pursued them unto Hobah. Hobah means hiding place. There is no place that the devil can hide from the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't care where he goes. I don't care where he's trying to hide and still work in your life, in my life, in our family, in our friends. In the name of Jesus, we say light be. We say be exposed. In the name of Jesus Christ, I want every manifestation of the devil to be exposed. Every work, every lie where we can see and know what to do. Amen. Because we have power in prayer. We have authority. There is more at the door. God wants to bless us to be a blessing. All right. So, uh, verse 16. And, and uh, because he was willing to be obedient by the word of God, because he raised up the cross. And he, Abram, brought back all the goods. And he also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. Woo. You and I, we've got power in prayer. Come on, you and I, because we're a friend of God, because we're, we're a son of God, we're sons and daughters of God, but we're sons and daughters of Abraham. Because uh, Jesus said that I, he, out of his own mouth in John 15, he said he called us friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, amen. What were we singing? When you call something something, you name it. Yes, amen. Amen? amen? And when you name it, that's what it is. Amen? Remember the angel come to Mary in Luke chapter 1? 
and told her, said, you shall call Jesus, Jesus. She didn't get to name Jesus because God named Jesus. Amen. Zacharias had to have his mouth shut. So the angel come and named John the Baptist, John, because they were going to name him what? Zachariah, they were going to they were going to put their own name on him, and God said no, so he had to shut his mouth uh, to keep the make sure the miracle come to pass to pass. And, and so tonight, you and I, we have the ability to name some things. We, we, we've got to see that we have more at the door. Uh, he went and brought back because what did he do? He went and said, "No, devil, you can't have Lot." I don't care what's happened. I don't care if there was strife. I don't care if there was trouble and struggle and all of these things. You cannot have Lot. He had what he said. You and I can have what we say, right? Come on. Out of the mouth of Jesus, Mark 11, 23 and 20. Well, start it in verse 21 and go through 25. You, you can have the ability to say and to pray. Amen. We can get some things accomplished. All right. Now... Uh, we don't have time to cover that anymore, but I want you to just jump ahead. Now, j- jump ahead to the uh, 18th chapter, Genesis 18. And notice what it says in verse number 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains, unto Abram, in the plains of Abraham, under the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. So here, uh, Abraham is, he's in the tent door. But now this is a type of you and I tonight. We're in the door, John chapter 10 of Jesus Christ. We're in the door. We're sitting in the door. And this is the heat of the day. Come on. Come on. There's a lot of pressure on. There's a fire of the enemy that's working, bringing deception, trying to take souls to hell, trying to bring people to death and destruction. So this is a, this is a time that you and I need to recognize and realize this is our moment. This is our time to flourish in the will and the plan of God by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so he's at this. He's at the door. Now I want you to notice this is twenty years later. The number twenty in Bible numerics means redemption. Redemption. So Lot didn't learn his lesson. Now I don't know about you, but if I, I, I would hope that if I'd got delivered, and, and I said hope, I'm not not being uh, uh, assuming anything, but I would hope that I would say, listen, I don't want to go back. I, I, I want I want to follow along as close to Abram Abraham as I possibly can. I know I can't be right with him because of what God said, but I want to follow along. But he didn't do that. He stayed where he was at. And because he stayed where he's at, he's in a place where... See, there's a, there's a time where God's grace is working and it's moving. But, but there's also a time when God has a cup. And when that cup gets full of iniquity and it starts to run over, God has to bring judgment. Now, a lot of people won't agree with this and that's okay. And, and they, uh, but when Jesus is in the garden there and he asked, he says, Lord... He's talking to the Father, and he says, let this cup pass from me. And a lot of people limit that at just at what Christ was going to do on the cross. But what he was, Christ was looking at the cup of iniquity, the judgment that was going to come because of what people were doing. And, and so he wanted that cup to, to pass. He, he prayed that prayer, but he said, nevertheless, Father, your will be done, not mine, right? All right, so... There is a time. So what had happened here to Sodom and Gomorrah, the cup of iniquity, it filled to the brim. 
And so God is going to send judgment. Well, I love America. I love the world, but I love God more. You love America and you love the world, but you love God more. And so there's going to come a time when the, the dispensation of grace, that door is going to close. And when it closes, the cup of wrath, the wrath of God is going to be poured out. But I want you to see, until that happens, you have power. Uh, here Lot is. He, he, he's, he is not raising his family like he should. He's not raising his children like he should. He's in the midst of this mess. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, God comes to, to, to Abram, Abraham with a message. And, and I, just bear with me as we lay this out because I want you to see, you and I, if we're not careful, we can get so caught up in what God says to us about us that we might miss what God is wanting to say to us about somebody else. You know, thank God He meets me at the altar. But you know, He wants to meet me at the altar for more than my needs. All right. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of memory, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, verse 2, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men, men stood before him, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground, verse 3, and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Uh, let a little water, I pray you be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I will fetch a morsel of bread comfort ye your hearts and after that you shall pass on and therefore are you come to your servant and they said so do and as thou hast said so verse 6 let's just. and Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said make ready quickly Three measure, measures of fine meal, kneaded and make ca- uh, cakes upon the hearth, and so on. And Abraham, he went and he had a sacrifice. He offered a, uh, a calf. Uh, but, but anyway, drop down to verse number uh, 9. Verse number 9. And they said, now this is the angel of the Lord. This is the pre-incarnate Christ uh, and, and, and two angels. And they said uh, unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold in the tent. Now, of course, Jesus, the Lord, He knows where Sarah's at, but He wants Abram to locate her. See, you and I, we've got to put people in in the right place to be able to hear what God would have for them, to be able to receive. Now, you've got power tonight. Right now, there may be somebody whose heart and mind is so far away from the things of God that you have the ability, you have the power to call them into a place and a position where they can be in the door. They can receive what God would have for them. Amen? Now, this is powerful. Now, notice. um, Verse 10. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Verse 12, Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. So you and I, we've got to know that it, when we witness to somebody, when we share the word with somebody, if they don't hear it, they didn't hear it right from the pre-incarnate Christ. So they may not hear it the first time, 
But you've got to be faithful in what you have told. You've got to know that what Jesus, uh, that he is that word. And he's that word that will not return to the Father void, but he will accomplish what God sent him out to do, right? You've got to believe that. You've got to hold on to that. Now, stay with me. Uh, Verse... uh, 13, and the Lord said unto Abram, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child uh, which am old? Verse 14, this is what the Lord said to Abram, Abraham. Uh, is anything too hard for the Lord? And that's where we've got to get our minds renewed to this truth. There is not one thing, there is no pala, no miracle that God cannot work. He can do it. Whatever needs to be done. But uh, as he's wanting to work in your life and my life, and he's wanting to bring his promises to pass, we've got to know that he wants to say something else to us. And so we can't get swallowed up in ourselves or we'll miss out on the calling that God has for us. We'll miss out on the depth of relationship. Now notice what happens. We won't go through all this, but drop down and look what it says in verse 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Now I want you to think about Lot and where he's at. And think about what's fixing to happen to Sodom and Gomorrah. What if Abraham had just sat down in the tent door and said, Oh, praise God, my prayer's answered. I'm going to have an Isaac. I'm going to have my laughter. I'm going to have... The, the promise of God. I'm going to have it. So I, I don't have to seek the Lord anymore. I'm not going to follow Him anymore. But no, when he saw them look towards Sodom and Gomorrah, in his spirit, he knew that if Jesus was going to visit, then there was a reason of judgment that was about to fall. Yes. We need to be aware that we can't keep doing what we're doing here in America and in the world, and think that God is not going to have to judge America. Thank God for America, and thank God that right now we're just under chastisement. But if we don't repent, chastisement is going to turn into judgment. Amen? But at this moment of time, we've got to learn how to intercede because we're a friend of God. We've got to learn that, 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 that there's some people that God wants to save, uh, that God wants to pull them out uh, uh, of what's coming. Amen? And you have the ability, you have the opportunity, you have the responsibility to be able to do that. Amen? All right. Now, um, drop down to verse 20. I, I wish we had time. And, and the Lord said... Because of the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, very severe, very heavy. He said, verse 21, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is coming to me, and if not, I will know. Verse 22, And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. We've got to recognize and realize that because of the cross, because of the blood of Jesus Christ on our life, we don't have to come 
face down crawling, there's a lowly nobody, we can stand. Jesus wants us to stand before Him in full confidence that we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. He wants us to know that we can look Him in the face and He can look us in the face in the sense in the Spirit and, and we can receive illumination. We can see receive direction. We can receive an unction of how to pray. Amen? And so he stands before the Lord. In other words, he knows what's fixing to happen. And so tonight, if you and I really are aware of what's happening in the world today, if we really understand, then we need to learn how to stand up in Jesus Christ and intercede. Intercede for the lost, for the undone. Intercede for those people who have made bad choices. Come on, but by the grace of God, there go you and I, amen? There, the, so uh, even though this has been 20 years since everything that's happened, Abraham doesn't give up on Lot. We can't give up. We've got to hold on to the Lord and, and be moved by compassion. Okay. Now, uh, you know how he, he, he prays with, with uh with the Lord here, and he, he starts out, uh, he said, will you destroy the righteous with the sinners, you know, and he, and he works him all the way down from 50 down to 10. Uh, years ago at Price Grove, the Lord gave me a message called uh, Just Six Short, and uh, and that's exactly what happened. He, he, he come out six short, but why did he? What happened? Because uh, Abram knew Lot's household. He knew how many was in his household, and he, he just knew that Lot had taught them and that they were serving the Lord. We can't just assume that somebody's serving the Lord. Amen. If the Lord leads you to pray for somebody, pray for them, intercede for them, because it doesn't matter what it looks like, maybe I'm in trouble. Yeah. Obey the Lord, pray, amen. Yeah. Uh, whoever it may be, because you may be the difference between life and death. You may be the difference between success and failure. So, uh, uh, Abram, he stopped. He stopped at ten. Uh, but I want you to see how good your God is. I know you know this story very well, but I want you to see how good your God is. Lot kept making bad decisions, and Abram, Abraham, he prayed as far as he knew how to pray, and he thought he had prayed the perfect prayer, but he didn't pray all the way. But yet God still, because he had a friendship with Abraham and Abraham had a friendship with him, he still went into what? Sodom and Gomorrah and he pulled Lot out. Okay, that's a place where we shout. We're trying to not knock over every chair around us. You and I have the ability of a God that is so good, so gracious that He will take our imperfection and He will still operate in our lives, through our lives. That's exactly what He does here. He goes, because I'm a friend, because I see how much Abraham cares about Lot. I see that his heart is there even after all of these years. I'm going to send my two angels and I'm going to pull him and his family out. But you see, they didn't want out. It wasn't that they were in Sodom. Sodom was in them. Come on now. And so the two angels, the only, uh, uh, you know the story, out of the mouth of Jesus in Luke chapter 17, Jesus says this very powerful statement, remember Lot's wife. 
That's all he said. Remember Lot's wife. Why? Because she looked back. She couldn't let go. And so you and I have got to be in the place and the position that we learn how to pray, that we learn how to intercede, that we learn how to, how to trust the Lord. And so the Lord, He takes uh, the, the very heart of His friend, of Abraham, and He sends those angels, and He has to grab. The Bible says in Genesis 19, we won't take time to look at it, but they have to grab Lot by the hand and literally drag him out of Sodom. The two daughters come with him. Now, I, you and I, we, we can't understand this. This is so, or, or I can't. I'll, I'll just put myself in that place. This is how good God is. Now, God brings out Lot because of his friendship with Abraham. And those two daughters, and those two daughters had been so perverted by Sodom that they end up, you know the story, sleeping with their dad, for offspring, right? And they create uh, the Ammonites and the Moabites, which are causing Israel, God's people, trouble to this day. But God looked past all of that because of His friendship. And tonight we think that God won't answer our prayer. We're selling ourselves short. We've got more at the door than we've ever dreamed about. We've got power in prayer. We've got the ability to see amazing miracles happen and take place. We've just got to trust the God of miracles. We've got to trust the God that gave us Jesus. Wonderful, amen. The, the, the miracle working Lord that is in our life. Do you believe that tonight? See, Paul, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, he said that you and I are to make prayers and supplications and intercessions for all people. Right? Look at those first five verses in that chapter 2. For all people. He said that when we would do that, that we could live a peaceable life because we have a God that's not willing for people to perish, but for all men, all mankind to come to salvation. Well, if that's God's will, and it is, I, I, I need to pray that. I, I, I need to be in that place. I need to know that, that, that my prayers, that your prayers, the prayers of God's children are not going to fall to the ground. Amen? People can be saved. Now, we want to see them come out and, 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 and have, have the best things. Amen? And it is possible, but we've got to be in the place and the position where we tell the Lord, I am willing. Amen? I'm willing, aren't you? I'm willing. Now, there's a lot of things I want to say, but I know we don't have time. But let's go. I just want to read you something in the book of Job. Go to the book of Job, uh, chapter 42. Uh Look at the power of prayer, starting in verse number 7. Job 42 and 7. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said unto Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. Elihu was all right, praise God. Against thy two friends, for you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job hath. Verse number 8. 
Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. Notice this. And my servant Job shall pray for you. Now you and I, we've got to see that, that some things ain't going to happen in people's life unless we pray. And we may have to pray for the person who's hurt us the most. Job had to listen to these wise talkers chapter after chapter after chapter. Come on. He said, And my servant Job shall pray for you. Now, you know, Jesus said that we're no longer servants, but we're friends that serve, right? We're sons and daughters. But we, we, we serve Him in a, and out of our friendship. So think about the Old Testament, the Old Covenant here, and how much more powerful it is tonight in the New. For my servant Job shall pray for you, for him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. We've got to see that we are called to be intercessors. We are called, now, intercessor, what do you do? When you intercede, it has nothing to do with you, but it's because you're putting yourself between them and judgment. You're trying to, to bring them to a place of grace. Amen? Now, notice what the Word says. So, Eliphaz the Tenamite and Bilidad the Shuhite uh, and Zophar the Nathamite, and I, all of these have meanings, but they went and did it according as the Lord commanded them. And the Lord accepted Job. Now notice this. Verse number 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. So when we pray for and intercede for people, it, 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 it is just for them. But God always is a God that blesses. God is always a God that gives. God is a God that when He's... Luke 6.38 is just as real now as it was 2,000 years ago. Give. Come on. And God will give back. He said give and God will give back. Press down, shaking together. God wants to pour out a blessing that you and I cannot contain. But we've got to be in that place. And so uh, here Job is willing to put all of his feelings aside. And he's willing to intercede for these friends... God turns his captivity. Maybe the whole situation of my life when I learn how to pray for those people who are seemingly impossible to pray for, that it'll bless me, bless you beyond measure. Notice what the word says. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Prayer. Prayer changes everything. Prayer not only changes the person you're praying for, but prayer changes you, changes me. Now, I believe with all of my heart that the Lord is, is wanting to uh, 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 give us an anointing in these last days to be able to pray like we've never prayed before. I believe that He's wanting to show us how we can pray in secret uh, at, at, at home to, to where He can bless the service in public. See, I'll, I'll never get uh, as far in public worship as I get in private worship. Private worship is what looses the ability and the possibility of public worship. 
private devotions where nobody, Jesus out of his own mouth and the Sermon on the Mount in uh, Matthew chapter 6, he said, when you pray, pray in secret. When you do these, do these things in secret and said, then my Father will reward you openly. So I, I believe he's calling this group of believers and, and whoever will hear it and take action in it. As you worship him in private, as you yield to him, as you pray, as you intercede in private, we're going to see great things happen here in public. Amen. Amen. I, I, I'm looking for it. I, I, I believe it. And I, and I want you to know that all through the Bible, I know you know this, but there is more with us than they are against us. There is more with us. And we'll, we'll talk about that in the future when I get an opportunity to, to, sh- to share with you some things that we prayed out. Some, some things that, that God is wanting to light through your life. Through this church, amen? It's going to be amazing. Amen? You know, Martin Luther said, paraphrasing, I can't quote exactly the way he said it, but he paraphrasing, he said, pray as if everything depended upon the God that you're praying to, and it does, but then put legs on that prayer as if everything depended upon you doing your part out of that prayer. Amen? And and if we'll do that, we'll have success. We'll see the impossible. Now tonight, I want by the Spirit of God for you and I to see some lots. I want us to see some people who have been swallowed up and they're they're going with the flow of the enemy. And I want us to be in the place where we can just let the Spirit of God pray through us to see them called out, to see them delivered. Amen? It can happen just that quick. Come on, Jesus is with us. He said He'd never leave us, never forsake us. He'd be with us always. He is here to work in and through His church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for Your goodness, Your grace, Your mercy. To the uh, very best of my ability, Lord, I, 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 I've laid out this, these verses. And I asked that by the Spirit of God, each one of us hears some names. I want us to hear what you're naming us and what you're naming this season. And I, I want us to, to hear some names that are in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a struggle, that need prayer, that need uh, just a, a light in the darkness, that need a, a, a touch of the love of God that will change everything about their life. Father, I ask that you just show us that we are your friend and that you're our friend and that we have position with you. Just embolden us to be able to believe you for all things and to come into that place where we agree with you. You said if two agree, well, we want to agree with you. And if we come in agreement with you, we have an assurance that's your word. And when we pray and speak your word, it is finished. Lord, Let it be. Touch and draw right now. Put on our heart. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and and just see who the Lord would have you to pray for? Would you just see what kind of prayer, whether it's prayer, whether it's supplication, whether it's intercession... Whatever God might have on your heart tonight, would you let Him name it and label it and, and let, let Him show you a face 
that is in some kind of Sodom Gomorrah situation. And as you see that face, know that you have power with the Lord. You have the ability with the Lord to see people brought out, to see things changed forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it be, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord.